0: It's another My Favorite Haunting, the podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. This is episode 46. Woohoo! I got all like excited radio announcer for a second. That was kind of fun. But then I didn't know what else to say, so I just stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is our podcast. We're incredibly awkward and we travel off topic and banter sometimes. So if that's not your thing feel free to hit stop and delete. It's fine. We won't take it personally. Um if it is your thing, welcome. Yay. <laughs> Ghosts and stuff. <laughs> um oh, I have one announcement. So, okay. I have a recommendation. Um some of you will recall I had a story a little while back about a possibly haunted Airbnb I stayed in in Spokane. Yes. You remember that one, right? I remember. You remember. So the reason that we were all out in Spokane, and there was like a group of 12 of us out there, was for our friend Tammy's wedding. Um, Tammy is great. She's hilarious and sweet and a wonderful human being. And... um she and her husband, I'm not going to tell you they're meet cute. They have a really great meat cute, but they'll discuss it on their podcast that I am about to plug. <laughs> it's called Bloody Married, <laughs> and their premise is so great. <laughs> it's, they talk about horror movies while drinking different incarnations of Bloody Marys. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, can I, can I guest, can I guest on one of your episodes one day? I want to drink Bloody Marys and talk about horror movies. (laughs) Um, But they're hilarious and they're so cute. And um, they'll tell you their whole backstory in their first episode. Um, And their first episode is they rank their top five favorite horror movies. And then I think from there on out, um, they just pick a movie and discuss. I think that's going to be their premise. Um, But they've got... There's, well, by the time this airs, they might have their third or fourth one up. But as of, um, I don't know what's today. What is today? February twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Oh, twenty eighth. My rent is due. Um, <laughs> as of February twenty eighth, they've got two episodes up. So, but they're great, and I just wanted to advertise them for a moment. Go check them out. Cool. That's that's my announcement. And we'll have another one at the end. You've heard it already. <laughs> Because we did it last week, but we'll do it again. Okay. Okay. So, ghost story? Sure. Cool. Okay. So, I did mine, honestly, mine might be a little bit more historical than ghosty, but there are ghosts. (laughs) Um, But I've been wanting to do this one for a while, and I really, really, really want to eat here. but it's kind of expensive <laughs> and not even that it's expensive it's fancy mm. and i am a very much jeans and t-shirt type of gal <laughs> so like i'd rather go to a barbecue joint and rip ribs apart with my bare hands but um and come out with like sauce smeared across my nose or something anyway so this is it's in it's downtown manhattan it's one if by land two if by sea mm. Um, it's a mouthful. it is considered the most romantic restaurant in New York City, and more couples announce their engagements here than any other restaurant in the area, okay, so claims their website <laughs> <laughs> um and they are also known for their beef Wellington hmm. i'm not I even sure what, what yeah i know it's <laughs> i've heard of it before I know it's fancy i'm gonna i'm gonna uh I'm going to Google it real quick. Is it meat wrapped in pastry? Holy shit, it is. <laughs> oh, I can't have that.
1: <laughs> I don't know why like that image came in my head, but like that's what I think when I hear that.
0: I pictured like sauce, like gravy or something, and mashed potatoes. I don't know. Maybe I just want mashed potatoes. Uh, <laughs> a pie made of fillet steak coated with... Pate, often pate de foie gras. I don't speak French, and I don't know what that word is. Which is then wrapped in parma ham and puff pastry, then baked. Hmm. Um, Sounds delicious. Duck cells. Not really. Duck cells. D U. At look up. How do I say this word? Look, aren't you proud of me, Sharon? I'm googling pronunciations. Duke cell a preparation of mushrooms sautéed with onions, shallots, garlic, and parsley, used to make stuffing or sauce. Hmm. So sometimes that's on it. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes um, it's covered in gravy. I, which is exactly what I pictured. <laughs> um, I this is just really making me want a steak right now. Uh, okay, we're done with you. Um. <laughs> oh anyway beef wellington okay located at 17 barrow street nyc it was originally a carriage house built in 1767 predates this country Uh, it was purchased by aaron burr in 1794 who Hmm. used it to store his coach and stable his horses he lived in the house next door aaron burr Do we know who he is? Do we need a quick history lesson? Because I'm going to do it anyway. Um, (laughs) He served as vice president. Uh, He fought in the Revolutionary War. Um, But we all probably know him more for his duel with Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I didn't know how this came about. So I'm going to share it with you all because I learned something and I'm excited. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so Hamilton had allegedly said some not so nice things about Burr um, to a third party. This third party wrote it into a letter. Oh, there it is. Dr. Charles Cooper. So he allegedly Hamilton was talking shit about Burr to Dr. Mm-hmm. Charles Cooper, who then wrote these things down into a letter to Philip Schuyler. Um, And that letter made it into the Albany Register. And this was right around election time. So Burr was being dropped from the VP ballot. So he decided he was going to run for New York governor. So right around election time, this letter shows up in the paper Hmm. talking all this shit about Burr. So this is, you know, we were talking about high school bullshit earlier before we started recording. So this is some high school bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So Burr... Instead of going to any of these other people who were directly involved, writes a letter to Hamilton demanding to know if he's actually said these things. Hamilton writes back and he's like, dude, I don't know. Like, I can't be responsible for what Cooper's saying. Go ask Cooper. Like, I'm not, you know, go talk to him about what he's saying because I can't Mm -hmm. control him essentially. But then Burr is like, but did you say it? And so there's like this back and forth. And then, so after a few letters back and forth with this, Burr demands Hamilton recant any smack talking he's done about Burr. And Hamilton's basically like, no. (laughs) So then in response to that, Burr challenges him to a duel. So dueling was illegal, but the penalty for it in New Jersey was less harsh than in New York. In New York, it was the death penalty. (laughs) Hmm. The, the penalty for dueling was death. Um, in New Jersey, it didn't say what the penalty was, but it wasn't death. So, you know. <laughs> um, so they went out to Weehawken in July of 1804. Um, they both fired. Hamilton missed. And Burr hit, Burr hit him. And it was a fatal hit. And he died the next day. Hamilton died the next day in New York. Um, mm-hmm. They brought him back to the city and... Um, ironically, (laughs) in an ironic twist of fate, they were dueling in the same field where Hamilton's son had died via duel three years earlier. Wow. Um, (laughs) Burr ended up being charged in both New York and New Jersey, but never went to trial. Which it doesn't make sense that he was charged in New York because technically – I think it was because – they said because Hamilton died in New York, so they filed charges in New York. But technically, the crime took place in New Jersey. So that's why the New York charges were dropped. But eventually, they were – all the charges were dropped regardless. Um, But before that, he fled the area to stay out of prison. Um, He Mm -hmm. stayed with his daughter in South Carolina for a while until the charges were dropped, even though he was never – like went to trial – Or anything like that um it was still like the end of his political career (laughs) that was done so after that like he was trying to you know do other things to make money that were not so uh on the up and up and got into a little bit more trouble eventually he lost the house and the carriage house because he had no money in 1812 his daughter theodosia um who was down in south carolina Um, Got on a ship to come up to New York to visit her father, but no one really knows what happened. They say either it was a shipwreck in a storm, or the ship was overtaken by pirates and she was forced to walk the plank. Either way, she disappeared and is, well, obviously she's dead by now, but was presumed dead. Wow! Yeah. The carriage house was purchased by the city of New York and made into a firehouse until the 1890s, so they used um, the carriage house to, as a stable, and for the, um like, the, Where they weren't fire trucks, but, you know, they had the
1: pump wagon, maybe, I don't know, something like I,
0: that. I guess, yeah, whatever they used to put out fires back then, in the late 1800s, Um, and then in the 1890s, the city sold the carriage house, and it became a house of ill repute. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is my favorite phrase ever. I think I just like the word repute. It's funny. <laughs> Repute. It was very successful because most of, so downtown Barrel Street where this is, it's like, it's down where the streets get really wonky and they're not straight and they're all like crooked and disconnected kind of, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like uptown where everything's straight and even and numbered and it's like a yeah. grid and it's impossible to get lost. Um, and these streets were like narrow and on angles and stuff. So Um, it was a discreet location and most of these other places were, um, a little bit farther uptown. So, um, as a house of ill repute, it was very successful because it was, you know, I don't know, easy to hide out of the way. Yeah. In 1910, it became a silent movie house. Hmm. Uh, after that it was a bar and then a restaurant and then a bar again. And then in 1970, the current owners bought it, restored and renovated, opened for business as one of by Land, 2F by Sea in 1973. Cool. Um, also, because I love hidden staircases and tunnels, <laughs> there is a tunnel that goes underground. It leads to Hudson Street currently. So Hudson Street used to be the shoreline of the river, mm. of the Hudson River. So... Back then, it would have led straight to the water. It's speculated that they used it for smuggling contraband. Like, I could see during, like, Prohibition. Yeah. If it was, like, a, if that's when it was the restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. they easily could have, like, smuggled. Because they wouldn't have been able to be a bar during Prohibition. But yeah, <laughs> you have this tunnel and you just smuggle all the booze in. And then um, they think they used it also during the Revolutionary War because the building predates the Revolution. Yeah. So they think they got revolutionary soldiers in through there. And they're pretty certain it was also used as a stop on the Underground Railroad. Cool. Yeah. So that's the history. Ghosts. I know, I know ghost hunters came here. I know they did. I Googled the shit out of it, I could not find anything about it anywhere. Like, not even, like, a reference to it. Like, not even just, like, not that I couldn't find the episode, but, like, I couldn't even find, like, oh, Ghost Hunters stops at one if by land 2, or, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing. It's like it never existed. But I know that they were there. So, but it was a super long time ago, and you guys do not remember anything that they found or didn't find. Maybe they didn't find anything. I don't remember. I know that they were there, though. But there's been some personal experiences by staff and by, uh... Patients. In an October 2011 article in um, Eater, New York, general manager Roseanne Martino, they interviewed her and she said that while working there, she's experienced, um, she's seen the the picture frames on the walls tilt, like on their own, equipment has turned on by itself, unexplained drafts, especially in the bar area. And then of course, you know, your staple uh, flickering lights Mm -hmm. and flying plates. Oh, that's not, oh yeah, usual. they fly, <laughs> I'm just picturing like frisbees like flying off the <laughs> some staff have claimed to have been pushed from behind, and when they turn around and look, there's nobody there. Staff also have on several occasions approached a table to take an order, ooh, and suddenly the people who were sitting there are no longer sitting there, ha. <laughs> because they were never there at all. <laughs> that what they've had staff leave over some of these experiences too. Um, which I don't like how am I supposed to work if I can't be sure if that person is real or not? <laughs> like I can't work like I could just I could see it now that's how I would leave. I can't work like this and throw my apron down on the floor and just walk out and like the beef wellington's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was a stretch of time where women sitting at the bar would lose earrings. Hmm.
1: Uh,
0: but no one was ever found out for taking them and the earrings were never found. But here's the thing.
1: Wouldn't they be in Earrings there?
0: don't typically just fall out yeah. unless you're wearing like a hoop kind of thing that doesn't have a back. Like I've lost some like that before. Mm-hmm. Cause they'll like, if I'm moving around a lot, they'll like, pop out yeah but if you're wearing studs or hoops that close they don't just fall out of your ears yeah it's not that easy to lose an earring like that
1: that's what i was gonna say like aren't they in their ears how do they lose them
0: exactly so um they so that happened it was like a stretch of time like it just kept happening and like i said the earrings never turned up either So it's, like, either there was a really good, like, pickpocket working. (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, a good sleight of hand, like, they could take your watch and stuff. I don't know how you'd get an earring, though. Yeah. Because a watch, I could see. Like, your hand is not always, like, you know, you put your hand down, and if somebody is good at sleight of hand. But an earring? Like, I notice if somebody's near my face, you know? Yeah. A parapsychologist... Visited and, of course, there was no name to go with it, with the title, but um they estimated there are about 20 spirits in the building. People have seen a woman dressed in a black gown and she walks down the staircase. They never see her walk up. Hmm. She only walks down. And they believe she, in life, was walking down the stairs, tripped on her dress, and fell and broke her neck.
1: Oh, Nice.
0: I think that comes from a psychic who figured that out. Um, and that's why she only ever walks down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the spirit of a Zigfield Follies girl. So the Zigfield Follies was like a theatrical review. So like dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know exactly who she was or how she died or if she died there or what, but they see her and the staff keep a candle lit for her. Okay. Which is sweet. Um, there's a man who hangs out by the fireplace. He doesn't do anything. He just hangs out by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And there's another man who comes in through the front door. And then I guess just disappears. <laughs> um, and from newyorkghost.com, uh, Alexander Burr and his daughter, Theodosia, 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 right? Theo? Mm -hmm. Um, They are commonly seen up on the mezzanine. Mm -hmm. They blame the plate throwing on Burr. (laughs) I mean, he's probably like, what the fuck are you all doing in my carriage house? Where are my horses supposed to be now? Yeah. Like, get out of here. So he just throws plates. Get out. Are you going to feed my horses, Beef Wellington? Get out. (laughs) Um, Horses are vegetarians. (laughs) Uh, Theo has been seen walking up and down the staircase, and she was blamed for the disappearing earrings. Hmm. I don't know. There was no backstory as to how anybody came to that conclusion. Maybe she just likes nice jewelry. Maybe she stole earrings when she was alive. Maybe. Now these people have money. She didn't need to steal anything.
1: And kleptos don't always need Just, a reason.
0: Don't wear your real diamonds if you're going to eat here. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Wear the cubic zirconia. <laughs> um, um, oh, and that was it. Sad panda. I couldn't find ghost hunters. Um. Yeah, it was short, but I thought it was really interesting. I like that I, I like the history. I love the history. <laughs> I have always wanted to eat here, but I never really had an occasion fancy enough to justify it. Yeah. <laughs> um this is definitely a place you have to like dress up for. But the food is supposed to be really good. I would love to interview Aaron Burr. <laughs> like, are you still a butt-hurt little bitch over someone talking shit behind your back? And also every time while I was reading this, do you remember the do you remember the Got Milk campaign? Mm-hmm. Who remembers the Got Milk campaign? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, so it was from like what the late nineties, early two thousands? I think it was like the late nineties, right? With like the milk mustaches yeah. and stuff. Um but they had the guy uh one of the ads, it was who was obsessed with Aaron Burr and he had like all this memorabilia, like he had the pistol in a case, he had like a painting of Aaron Burr, like he had all this stuff in his room and he's just sitting in his living room surrounded by all this stuff, listening to the radio. And then the radio does like the surprise, like trivia. Oh he goes, Who who shot Alexander Hamilton? Like the first caller with the correct answer wins like a million dollars or whatever, and it was like right in the middle he takes a bite of a peanut butter sandwich, yes, yes, I remember <laughs> and He's one. like he calls and he burr a Aaron, Aaron Burr, um, which I just realized I wrote Alexander Burr under one of my notes, <laughs> and I don't know if i did I say Alexander? I meant Aaron. I'm sorry. I'm fixing it now. Not that it matters. But he's like, his voice is all distorted from the peanut butter. He's like, Aaron, Burr, Aaron Burr. And The radio announcer is like, what? I can't understand you. And then he just hangs up. And then he takes the next call and the guy goes, was it Aaron Byrd? And he goes, yes, congratulations. And the guy's just sitting there like, <laughs> It's like, got milk. <laughs> yes. But I kept, while I was doing this one, that's all I kept thinking of was that commercial. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, the 90s. I miss you. Anyway, so that's one if by land, two if by sea. Do you have a story you'd like to share?
1: I guess I can share a story. I can tell you about the Mermaid Inn in Rye, East Sussex, England. Are there mermaids there? No. Oh. Sorry to disappoint you.
0: A little bit. Well, I mean, mermaids are actually pretty <laughs> gruesome and mean.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that might be a good thing. But they live in water, so as long as you're not in the water, you're okay, right?
1: Sure. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Unless they can lure you somehow. Can they go fishing for
0: you? I. I just watched all well, just like last week. I watched the lighthouse. And uh, it was not exactly what I expected it to be. And there were mermaids Hmm. or a mermaid. And I learned a lot about mermaid anatomy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was a very good movie. You should check it out. Uh, Don't watch it with the kids around. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. yeah i
1: I have no transition from that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i I don't think there could possibly be one.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh we'll go back to the Mermaid Inn and start with some history. So now it's designated as a grade two historical inn, and that's just like England's preservation grading levels to like make sure it doesn't like get ruined, I guess
0: <laughs> like our historical register yeah. Or Register of Historic Places. Yeah, that that, that
1: kind of thing. Yeah, that thing. Um, So the current building dates to 1420, but the cellar dates back to 1156. And it's had additions and renovations made in the 16th century. In 1530...
0: So it's hella old, is what you're saying. uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Almost before recorded history. (laughs) Not really. In 1530, Catholic priests escaping from the Reformation stayed here. And there's evidence of this still visible today. Um, There's the initials JHS, which stands for Jesus Hominum Salvator, which means Jesus, Savior of Men. And that's inscribed in the Oak Panel Sin Lounge. And between 1550 and 1570, the town corporation organized many functions here like dinners, feasts, and other celebrations. In the 1730s, the Mermaid Inn was seized by the Hawkehurst Gang, originating from the village of Hawkehurst, which was made up of around 600 men. These were a highly organized band of smugglers whose territory stretched from Kent to as far away as Dorset. They controlled the large swath of land until their leaders, Arthur Gray and Thomas Kingsmill, were executed in 1748 and 1749. During this time, walking down Mermaid Street was a perilous undertaking, He ran the risk of being kidnapped and forced into labor or killed outright. In 1770, the building ceased functioning as an inn, and then in 1847, it was used as a house and was owned by Charles Poyle. Then in 1913, May Eldington owned it and ran it as a club that was frequented by authors, poets, and other artists. In 1945, during World War II, the inn functioned as a garrison for Canadian officers, It was later purchased by Mr. L. Wilson, a Canadian who
0: had been garrisoned here. So he just, he loved it so much. He was like, I don't want to leave. I'm going to buy it. Apparently. (laughs) Good memories here. (laughs) Fighting wars. Bombings. Death and destruction. Yeah. I'd want to remember that forever too. And I would definitely need to buy property in order to hold on to those memories. This is all sarcasm. And then in
1: 1993, it was bought by the current owners. Queen Elizabeth I dined here in 1573, and then Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, dined here in 1982. Now, it took me a while to understand what that meant, but the title, The Queen Mother, actually means she's the current queen's mother.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but I couldn't, like, I didn't understand what they were talking about at first. Like, why is her title the queen mother? Like,
0: do you know, do you know how I figured it out? now Um, in, oh, shit. This is terrible. I can't remember if it was actually in one of the movies or if it was a fan fiction I read. Oh, With Black Panther and somebody refers to his mother as the queen mother. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense because he's the king now. (laughs) And she's his mother. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's terrible, right? I can't remember if it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, guys, I am a fucking loser. I read fan fiction, whatever. (laughs) Some of it's
1: actually really good. I mean, it doesn't help that they're all named Elizabeth also.
0: like, Well, they all have numbers after their names. Doesn't that help you keep it straight? They all have numbers? <laughs> well, she doesn't, but then there's the first and the second. I don't know. How many Elizabeths are there?
1: Just the first and the second and then the queen mother. Like, I guess that's how you distinguish them.
0: Oh. I don't know. I don't know monarchy science.
1: <laughs> there's a new one.
0: Add it to the list. <laughs> That's all for the history, but
1: we have. I have one note about. Um, if you go to MermaidIn.com, they have a Google tour of the inn. It's not the entire inn, but it's all the all the public spaces and a couple of the bedrooms. And this place, you no, know, it's gorgeous, and it's. Oh yeah, there's a lot of rooms and a lot of hauntings in all, a lot of their rooms. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Let's go. So
1: we can just move right into the hauntings. So, of course, there's footsteps, and they have light anomalies, which are bizarre flashes of lights, and they're seen on a fairly frequent basis, and they have reports of strange noises and an uncomfortable atmosphere. And one barman even quit on the spot after all the bottles on one of the shelves fell off while he was tending to a fire on the opposite side of the room.
0: No, I feel like that might be like the limit for me, too. Like something's on fire and now all of the beer bottles have fallen off the shelf. Come on. <laughs> can I catch a break? I'm done with this.
1: And now we can go to room 17. It's called the King's Mill Room after Thomas King's Mill. A keen murderer and second in command of the smuggling gang. I'm sorry. Did you say a keen murderer? (laughs) That's what. That's what. That's what they called him when I, where I got this
0: from. (laughs) Keen at murder. He was keen to murder. I hate that word.
1: (laughs) Uh, There's a warning in the room that reads, "The Kingsmill room is said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman alleged to be the wife of Hawker's gang founder George Gray." So you get fair warning that, that this room is haunted. Uh, the room once housed an ominous chair where George's wife is said to have rocked back and forth. The incessant rocking disturbed so many guests that the chair eventually had to be removed. They hoped to stop the disturbances, but she just stands at the end of the bed now.
0: No, I think I prefer her in the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. She just stands at the end of the bed like, now what am I supposed to do? You took my seat. Yeah. (laughs) Although I guess you could sleep through, in theory, you could sleep through somebody just standing there as opposed to the creaking of a rocking chair. Yes. Would probably wake you up. Many guests who have stayed in this room
1: have reported feeling sudden chills and heard rattling noises throughout the night and then there are the other experiences uh, one is when my partner sat in the chair to take a photo she felt something push into her and turned cold when we looked back mm. at the photo it freaked her right out the photo contained strange orbs floating around the room which could not be explained two we got woken up at three thirty by someone rattling the door there was definitely an atmosphere. That's all it says. I don't know what kind of atmosphere, but I guess noticeable difference from when they went to bed.
0: That, like, heaviness, that, like, feeling of, like, foreboding kind of deal. Yeah. That's what I think of when you talk about, like, atmosphere. Yeah. that That's, on,
1: that, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Uh, the third one, my wife was sitting... At the dressing table, when suddenly the door to the room flew open by itself. No one was there when we went to investigate, but there was a chill hanging in the doorway.
0: What?
1: And the final one for this room. Uh, the British television show Most Haunted visited the mermaid in 2002. They picked up floating orbs on the camera that weren't visible to the naked eye during lighting tests for filming. That I think could be explained away by dust.
0: Yeah. That's why I don't, that's why I'm always iffy about orbs. So many things dust, bugs, reflections, just something like a smudge on your lens. <laughs> so many things can be an orb. Yeah. When
1: I first read this, I, I read it wrong and I thought it said they could see it with their naked eye when they were doing the lighting tests. But it says they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man. When I reread it, I was like, that's not nice. That's not nice. No, I want better evidence.
0: <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs>
1: Okay, now we're going to room one, which is the James Room. Several guests staying in the James Room have recounted the same story of leaving their clothes on a chair near the fireplace, only to wake up in the morning to find them soaking wet. There are no windows or leaking pipes near the chair, which could explain this. A few years ago, a couple reported to reception that while they were spending the night in this room, they awoke to find a male ghost walking through their bathroom wall with a, f- <laughs> with a wife and a child.
0: Oh, no! Well, that just made me really sad. <laughs> At least they're together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are reports of a
1: lady dressed in white or gray sitting in a chair, an empty blank expression on her face. She. M- she may look at the guests, or just into the room in no particular direction, or stare into the fire. She will stay visible for a minute or two before fading into nothing. And they say that she is the cause of the clothes getting wet. Mm. Now we can go to room 10, the fleur-de-lis room. Is that one your favorite?
0: I don't know what it looks like, so I can't say. But it's called Florida de <laughs> Shouldn't it just be your favorite by default? <laughs> I would imagine it has Florida de just everywhere, like wallpaper. Um, That would be a little creepy. Like, one single one oh. is fine. All, oh, a bunch So together. just one giant one, like an accent wall. It takes up the whole wall.
1: <laughs> sure. Or on the
0: ceiling, so you can stare up at it at night. <laughs> Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: Several years ago, a bank manager and his wife awoke to find a man walking through their bathroom wall and across to the center of the room. They were frightened and spent the rest of the night downstairs in one of the lounges and in the morning made the porter bring all of their luggage and clothes downstairs. This man is described as rough looking with a sinister scowl and leaves a feeling of dread and anger behind.
0: Oh no. um so this is a different one from the other one that walked through the bathroom wall. Yes, a different room. I don't know so if this is a different This man. is just Well the other guy was with a wife and kid, right? Yeah. And this one's alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So was it everybody just walking through bathroom walls? <laughs> well granted those I'm p- sure they weren't if they they might be residual and those walls may not have been there.
1: Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like oh sorry <laughs> this like um way back when when there was no indoor plumbing there were no bathrooms right yeah yeah but it is still
0: creepy for them just to be walking through the wall it's just a funny commonality <laughs> just everybody just walks through bathroom walls maybe that's where the doorways used to be but wait are they they're coming into the room though right yes. from the bathroom because I was going to say if they're coming like into the bathroom or even if they're passing through and you're like sitting on the toilet, like doing your morning constitution. <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> no, everyone. Like, uh, a guy just walked past me while I was sitting on the toilet. Okay. cool. <laughs> walked through a wall. That was fun. Yeah,
1: the all the stories say that they're in bed when they see these people, so. At least they're not on the toilet.
0: <laughs> yeah, better. Still not ideal, but better.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, now uh, next there is room 16, the Elizabethan chamber. Uh, the ghost of a chambermaid is seen going about her duties in this room. Uh, bottles have been reported to fall off the shelves. The sounds of a sword duel between two men are heard, and after one is run through, the victor drags the other to a trap door and either tosses him down into the dungeon or hides him beneath the floorboards. I'm not sure which is more accurate, but this it's like split evenly between the stories of dungeon or hiding it under the floor. And then there is room 19, the Hawkehurst Suite. In this one, a noble-looking gentleman sits on occupied beds... This scared one woman so much she slept the rest of the night in an adjoining room. I'm not sure she was supposed to be in the adjoining room. it the way it was written when I came across the um incident, it kind of sounded like she was found in
0: a vacant room. They're like, what are you doing in here? Well, someone else was in my room. Well, um, so I just moved. Uh, yeah, she was, like, cowering, like, the blankets were pulled up over her head,
1: and she was, like, cowering under the blankets.
0: I mean, I feel like if I was that scared... Okay, first of all, going to the next room is not going to do anything. They can walk through walls. <laughs> a wall means nothing to a ghost. And I feel like if I were... Not that I have ever actually been that scared enough in a situation, but if I were... If that were my reaction and I was that scared, I'd just leave. Mm-hmm. Or like the, the other group that went down to the lobby for the rest of the night. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't I just go into another room. they got to pack up and be like, I'm out. I'm going to go find a Holiday Inn. Bye.
1: <laughs> so then there's Dr. Sin's bedchamber. I don't know how much stock I put into this story. It sounds a little bizarre. I'm just putting that out there first. <laughs> a medium carried out a seance in this room with five staff members. The medium warned that when and if he made contact with any spirits, his face and voice would change. Shockingly, his face and voice did change, and he told the group a figure with a dog had entered the room and was standing in the corner. Poppy. No one could see anything, but when each put their hands out to touch, they said they felt something like a dog.
0: <gasps> I just got chills. Oh, Puppy.
1: A lady in white is said to have been spotted walking through the doors at the hotel and across the room before stopping at the foot of guest beds. Uh, Many have also reported seeing her figure sitting in a chair by the hotel's main fireplace. And then we have some stories from a night porter who has worked at the Mermaid for 14 years and he recounted a night in November 2016 When he was in the bar with six guests and the barman, he saw the latch to the back door lift up before the heavy wooden door was thrown open, which is hard to do without some real strength. So like, it's not just like the wind can blow it open. And um, he ran out the back door to see if it was kids like messing around. And the barman ran out the front door. And they ran around the building and met up with each other and saw nothing.
0: No one was there. Exactly. So he saw the, so the latch lifted up. So it's not like, um, the wind just pushed the door open. Yeah. Like somebody had to have lifted the latch. Mm-hmm. And no one was outside because the spirit was now inside. <laughs> the
1: porter also told how two girls stayed at the inn armed with a divining rod he let them into the bar briefly after it closed, and the pair began to ask questions to any spirit that might be in the room. They found they were talking with a local rye woman who visited the bar each night to drink with the locals. I'm not quite positive on how divining rods work. I know of divining rods for, like, finding water, but I didn't know you could do stuff with them to find spirits.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never used them, so I am undecided about them. Like, is it, like... But, I guess they work the the same. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they work. I don't know how they find water, either. (laughs) I've never understood that. Well, my understanding
1: for Divining Rods to find water is, like you hold them like two of them out in front of you and you hold them like parallel to the ground and then once they cross each other like to make an X like there should be water there if you dig there there's water that that's my that's my entire understanding of it uh, so I wasn't sure how that could be translated into talking with a ghost
0: I mean in theory a ghost could manipulate them right yeah. so they could like move them I guess.
1: I guess kind of like a Ouija board, like move this way or that way kind of thing. I don't know. Turn the light on and off.
0: Or like, turn yeah, the flashlight test. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Maybe we'll have to get some and test them out somewhere.
1: Where do you even find something like that?
0: Amazon. I don't know. (laughs) Although, oh, my God. Okay. Shazam. Um, which is code for, I'm going to change the topic real quick for briefly a moment. Um, there's this website, ghostop.com mm-hmm. and I was perusing through, I posted it in the group cause I thought it was like hilarious and adorable, but they make, um, ghost hunting stuff. So they like the, the puck and the, um, uh, uh, what else? Ghost know, the puck, <laughs> the one, the, all that kind of stuff though, that like the, the vibration meters and like, um. Uh, like all the, that equipment mm-hmm. that like you don't really find anywhere, they make that stuff. You can buy it. But they made they, it's called a Boo Buddy. <laughs> it's a teddy bear, and it has a it has like an EMF meter built in and a thermometer, and it has it's preloaded with trigger phrases, so it works with the app on your phone, mm-hmm. and you pick which so you can do EVPs. And you pick which phrase. And it says it, mm-hmm. and then it will like light up, like if the temperature changes or something. Com- if something comes within so close to it, because mm-hmm. it has like a field. So like if you walk close to it, it'll sense that you're nearby, yeah, and like vibrate and like all that stuff. When it was, it's like three hundred bucks, but I was like, it's so cute. I kind of want him, <laughs> but I don't know if I want to spend three hundred dollars. I already have most of that. Yeah. Stuff on its own. But it's just like but it'd be great, a great trigger object for like kids. Mm-hmm. Like if you like child goes. But anyway, um what was the point of this? I had a point. <laughs> Maybe they have oh, to buy new ads? They make I don't think they do because I've looked at I've looked at everything on their website and I I didn't see them unless I missed them somewhere. But like that's it was an example of like there's a company that actually makes stuff specifically for paranormal investigation. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure there's... If you Google divining rods, I'm sure something will come up that you can, like, buy them. Yeah. Or make them. I don't know if they need to be a specific kind of metal. I don't know. I feel like probably yeah. some metals would be more helpful than others because the elements always come into play with these things. But, um, I mean, if you do some research and find out, you can probably even just make your own. Probably. I don't know. We're going to have to look into defining rods and see what they're all
1: about. But that's for a different show.
0: Yes. Bonus episode number three. Ghost hunting equipment and how to use it. Maybe. That's not a real thing, guys. (laughs) I just spit that out. We didn't discuss that. I just threw it out there as a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like bonus episode number three is probably going to be Wee Hills. Probably. Okay. We really hills slash return to the seal back. <laughs> well, your first time there, but my return. So now we
1: have some personal accounts. Uh, one is from an actress, Kiki Kendrick, and her husband, Robin. Uh, they stayed at the Mermaid in December 1993 and woke up at 4 a.m. to an eerie presence in the room. At the time, they said the warm room had suddenly turned strangely cold, and we could hear a fight going on in the corner of the room. By the fireplace, there were huffs and puffs and sounds of clashing knives. We could see shapes moving. They fought violently. It was very scary. The next morning, we told a barman who produced a newspaper article revealing how two journalists had endured the exact same experience just six months before. (laughs) And then Martha says, I stayed at the Mermaid Inn in 1984 with my daughter.
0: Oh, again, the best year ever. Yep.
1: <laughs> the first room they showed us was too small. The only room they had left was the honeymoon suite. We took this room. At that time, no one mentioned names for the rooms. I see from their website a lot of remodeling was done since 1984. It was a crazy night. My daughter was in bed, and I was in the bathroom preparing for bed. The lights were going off and I had to go to the switch by the door and turn them back on. This went on for several minutes, and I finally yelled, leave the damn lights alone. As I headed to the bed, the crank-style window slammed shut. I turned out the lights and got into bed, and a man's hand slapped me across the bottom of my feet. I immediately went into the fetal Mm. position, saying, I'm sorry over and over. I'll never forget it. Can you really tell the difference of a man's hand or a woman's hand on the bottom of your feet?
0: calluses maybe or like if it was like thick like meaty (laughs) (laughs) I guess I was just I don't know I don't know I'm trying to think the differences between um, I mean there's that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry dated the the woman with man hands right yeah so I mean it could have been her (laughs) she had man hands um not that there's anything wrong with that um but (laughs) but typically I mean typically you think of a guy's hand and it's like Big and maybe meatier, like thicker and like rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I That's not to say that a woman, yeah. I don't know. I was just wondering how I've she met some that. guys with some soft hands too. So, <laughs> I mean, it could just be it could just be an assumption on her part. Like if it was big and and rough, yeah, callus or whatever. Yeah, just wondering how she could know the difference.
1: <laughs> um, and then Norman says. My wife and I stayed in the James Room for several nights in July of 1960. There were unexplained noises from the hallway, adjoining rooms, and the back of the building during the night. It felt that we were not alone, although we saw no other guests. Of course, the plumbing is cranky in buildings of this age, so some noises can probably be explained, but we will never forget our experience. They have also done a major restoration in the 1980s, although the James room looks very much the same. The fireplace in the dining room has not changed much either. It's like going back 500 years to the 1400s. This is the feeling we wanted when we chose the Mermaid Inn.
0: I just just want you to know that entire time I was envisioning Norm from Cheers telling that story. (laughs) I don't know why. He's not the only man in the world ever named Norman, but... I don't know, you said Norman and I immediately... I think because he's in that new Domino's commercial, so he's like fresh in my head. I was
1: just (laughs) going to mention that commercial.
0: (laughs) God, I miss pizza.
1: (laughs) And our last personal account is from Christian. I stayed in the Mermaid Inn last Halloween. I was in the... Elizabethan chamber with my wife. I had drifted off to sleep and felt a presence on the foot of the bed. I then felt pressure on my legs, which were under the covers, and could feel someone crawling up the bed on top of me. I could feel the coarse hair of the person on my face. Oh, no. And the pressure as they were on top of me. I felt myself grabbing the person's wrist, which felt normal, at first, but then skeletal, and pushing them off. I was trying to call my wife's name, but it was as though I couldn't speak. Once I had pushed the person off, I woke up. And then, under this, someone else replied, That's sleep paralysis.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even the, like, feeling a skeletal hand, like you're gripping someone's arm
0: mm-hmm um yeah you can because you essentially like hallucinate I um I had an experience with it last year where um I I, I didn't reach out to touch the person because I couldn't move mm-hmm. but I I felt somebody put their hand on my head yeah um and I was I was alone there was nobody there oh that's uh, creepy and it's and i mean i just I, I don't feel like that was a paranormal anything i really think that was sleep paralysis
1: mhm i don't want to have that <laughs> that doesn't sound fun it's not and that is all for the mermaid inn in england
0: in england when are we going to england yeah. That's a far, far place to go. <laughs> we have to... So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get together all these locations that we've done. <laughs> and we're going to do a tour of the... Is it still the UK? Is it still called the UK? I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't keep up with politics. But um, England, Ireland, Scotland, we're going to go to all these places. <laughs> We're going to stay at—I almost said Alistair Moody's house, Crow—the oh Crowley's house, Alistair Crowley's house. <laughs> but sh, don't tell anybody because it's trespassing. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. We're not going to break the law. We're going to lead by example and do it all legally. Yes. Um, as far as anyone knows. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, and we have to stay at that. Well, I don't think we can stay there. I think it's actually a school, right? The Harry Potter castle. Hogwarts. That's oh. what it's called. Hogwarts. I yeah. get <laughs> that has a name. But we can go visit. We can at least walk past it. <laughs> no, I think they do tours. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, I know people who have gone to see it. Cool. So. Yeah. That is in no way related to <laughs> any ghost stories. But no. Yeah uh cool so that was fun um <laughs> trying to transition into the next bit i don't think there is a smooth one so i'm just gonna do it uh we mentioned last week that we are doing an investigation at waverly hills yes. in april um It's going to be a public hunt this time because the private one is only on weeknights and it's hella expensive. Um, And, uh, yeah, I don't think we'd have enough people, even, like, if I – because I thought about doing it and then just having people pay me, like, their share. But, like, if we only have, like, four or five people, like, that's not fair. Yeah. That's that's still way too expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Public hunt, 75 bucks a person. You book your own ticket, the realwaverlyhills.com slash reservations. Click on the six hour paranormal investigations link. It's gonna be all the way to the right hand side. Um, and the date you're looking for is April 18th. It starts on the eighteenth at eleven fifty-nine and goes into Sunday morning. Cool. So that's that. Um we will be staying at the Sealback Hotel. In Louisville, you are welcome to stay there or wherever else you would like, Um, but we're going to try and get a ghost tour set up there if we can, which you are all welcome to come to as well. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And then just let us know if you're going to come so we can coordinate everybody together. Yes. Right? Like figure out dinner and activities and all that stuff and who's going to be... Where and when, and everything. all that fun. group stuff. effort. <laughs> um, and equipment wise, it's like the same as Rolling hills. a uh, flashlight, EMF meter, um, a camera, a voice recorder, those are all the EMF meter is probably the most expensive thing. but you can find them on Amazon for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a camera, if you don't have a fancy one, just bring your phone. Yeah, bring an extra battery. Um and we have some equipment. Um, we don't have enough for everybody to take something to share like at once, but um, you know, I'm okay with having everybody give everything a go. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I think that's all the information to hit everything that time. I think so. Cool. Uh, so that's it. Uh rate review, subscribe. Follow our social media, Instagram and Twitter, my Fave haunting. Facebook is my favorite haunting. And we have a Facebook group, my favorite haunted group, the home of the paranormies. And that's it. Yeah. Thanks for potting with us.